Doug messed it up. Like, I cannot even say it straight anymore. Ten fifty-five. Here we go. Repetition's key. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Declamation of Independence podcast. My name is Logan, and I'm Austin. And today is February fourth. Two days past the Super Bowl. So, Logan, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? So my wife and I had went out to my mom's and it was my mom, my stepdad and one of my brothers, the five of us, you know, we, we actually, we ordered a pizza and we had, you know, food and, uh, games beforehand. Um, so we all got together and watched it. It was, it was a good day. It was a good day. We were out there for, Jeez, I think since like two. So it was it was like a eight or nine hour stay when we were there. Um, in the process, ate a lot of food and had a decent amount of fun. What about awesome. you? Yeah, um, man, I was it was pretty chill. Usually, I we do a little bit more, but since we have no family here, it was just uh, the wife and I. We ordered some Indian food, <laughs> which is different. I'm sure you're not even familiar with any type of like actual Indian food, but. Uh, yeah, we had that. I went and got like some some beer, a couple cases of it actually. It was like the first time I drank in a while. And yeah, I just sat back and watched and enjoyed it. Now does so, she drink? Yeah. She, she she likes beer, but that's not her go to. So I mean if we're out and about and we don't she doesn't want to get like a mixed drink, she'll order like a draft beer with me, but mm. usually like in the bottle at home, no. So the couple of cases was just for you? Oh, yeah. It will, it, it's still in there. It's not like I'm freaking drinking <laughs> okay. that much. It's still there, but and it'll probably be there for a while. That's because I don't ever drink at home casually usually. So we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So how would you feel about the game? Oh, you know, that <clears throat> I knew this was going to come up. I... I liked the game. I thought it was a good game. Uh, if you guys remember before, I thought that the Niners were going to win. I didn't really care who won. I didn't care if the Chiefs or Niners won. I just figured that they'd pull it off. Um, it was a very good game until the fourth quarter. And I don't know. There's there's a few calls that I just didn't agree with. Um but I, I thought it was a very good game. Great comeback. You can't take anything away from, you know, the Chiefs for what they were able to accomplish, whether it was bad calls or not. I mean, you know, they, they came back. Yeah, what calls in the what were the calls in the fourth quarter? Because the only one I could think of that was controversial was the uh one at half right before halftime with yeah, the uh, was, pass interference. Yep, that was one, the offensive pass interference. And I can get why they called that one. I, I mm-hmm. get it. Um because his arm was extended. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one, man, there was a few of them. Now I got to think back. Uh, I know one, there was a, a pass uh, in the end zone. Mahomes threw it to, I forget who it was, one of their receivers. And the cornerback, I don't know if you've seen it. He like face guarded him. He jumped. He didn't turn mm, around for yeah. the ball, mm-hmm. you know? And so I actually, I went back and I read the rule on pass interference because me and my brother got in an argument over this. And I said, that's not pass interference. And I said, yeah, you know, you can't jump, you can't make contact with a receiver unless your head's turned. I said, yes, I get that. And that is the way the rule's written is Mm -hmm. that 
if you make contact with a receiver, your head has to be turned. But my point was, was that he never made contact with that receiver. Like, if you slow it down, the ball hits the cornerback before the receiver hits the cornerback and, you know, forces that contact. I thought that the ball hit the cornerback, therefore making it a live play, happened before, you know, the the receiver had touched the cornerback. But it was just – it was a fast play – he was jumping into the receiver. I can see why that was called that way, but I also didn't agree with that. Really? Yeah, I I thought that was easy pass interference right away. When I, when I first saw him, like, pass interference, there it is, come on, throw the flag. And they did it anyway. Because that's the thing. You have to be either, you have to play the ball on defense, and you have to be looking at it. You have to be looking back at it to play the ball. Only he clearly got, he contact. clearly, inter- he clearly, but he, he got in the way of the receiver's path by standing there when the receiver went to go catch it, he had to go, go, try to reach around him when the defender was in the way there. That's past interference. You cannot do that. You have to be turned around and also going for the ball. If you're going to have any type of um, contact, I guess, because he, I mean, technically there's contact. It's just, I get what you're saying, but I mean, it, as a ref watching it live, it's, I don't yeah. see how, like, how are you going to get that right? How are you going to really look into it that much? Um, I'm not sure if – I'm sure sure they had a they have a challenge flag for that. 49ers, I think they had timeouts. They probably could have mm-hmm. done it, but – Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's just one of those things that, you know, it's uh, – I mean, I, I see both sides. of I see why the refs called it the way they did. And I get mm-hmm. that. But the rule is, if you read it, is that you can't make contact – unless your head's turned. And my point to my brother was that he didn't make contact with the receiver until the ball had hit him. Therefore, it was a live ball, and it didn't matter which way his head was facing at that point. Because, yeah, I guess if it hit him first, but I just didn't see that. Yeah, it was it was very close, and I, and I could be wrong on this, but it looked like the ball hit the cornerback before the receiver's arm like made contact with him. But they were close to each other, and he was jumping into him. I can... I see why it was called the way it was. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, it was a great game. Yeah, I, I mean, you said in the fourth quarter you didn't like too much, but I feel like that's that was what was exciting, right? They Kansas City was down, and they pulled what they always do, right? They always are down by a lot, and they come back and win, and they did it all in the fourth quarter. They went, mm-hmm. they scored 21 points to San Francisco's zero points in the fourth quarter. That's that that's what made it a great game to me because before that I, it wasn't it just wasn't the same. Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing that great. It just wasn't. It just didn't look like their normal self. And then once the fourth quarter hit, my old man, here it goes. Yeah, it was. How do you feel about him being the MVP? Mm, um, <laughs> I I would say it's I would I think that's okay, right? Because he did step it up in the fourth quarter and it was him who was leading the team to win it. But I mean, that running back too, right? He was, he, he stepped up a lot too. He was Mm -hmm. Williams. I think he was. So how many touchdown passes did Mahomes have? Cause I know he had two interceptions. Did he have two? I thought he had one. No, he had, I believe he had two. Cause one, your receivers had tipped it. And, like, our guy caught it. And then the other one was before that, I think in, like, the first or second quarter, where he oh, just yes. 
I'm pretty sure it was two, and and that the linebacker just got the jump on it. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Well, he probably threw one touchdown. And he ran one, remember? So he had yep. two touchdowns, yep. two interceptions, and only 286 yards, 26 for 42. Yeah, it was one of his worst performances, really. But they they pulled it off. Um, yeah, Williams had 104 yards. That's that's pretty impressive for a pass dominant offense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I'm not entirely sure who I would have chosen as the MVP. I just I thought that it was interesting that Mahomes got it. Um, I can see them giving it to him, but again, he he had two interceptions. He didn't have the best stats; they weren't terrible. But you know, the running back, and I'm pretty sure one of the receivers had uh, over a hundred yards, if I remember right, uh, and a touchdown. Tariq catch. Hill, Watkins had 98. Ter- um, is it Tariq? Tariq Hill? Why am I not? I feel like I'm saying that wrong, but Hill. Had 105, so two of their receivers had pretty much 100 mm-hmm. yards. Yep, and I think Kelsey was the was Kelsey the passing touchdown. He has one, yeah, yeah, yep, he had that one. Um, yep. So yeah, I think if if one of those receivers would have got a touchdown, I probably would have given it to him. But I don't know. It was it was a good game. Yeah, they always seem to give it to the quarterback, though. Like, when do you ever see that not? Besides, if they have a dominant defensive player that just took over, that's like the only time you see someone else get it. Right. Well, yeah, because wasn't it like in Peyton's last season or whatever? Didn't Von Miller get the MVP? I think so. Yeah, that's why. And I feel like Ray didn't. I feel like there's another defensive player. Ray Lewis, didn't he? Didn't when they won? Didn't he get it too? I don't even remember them winning. The Ravens. And maybe know. they went. I just feel like he, for some reason, I feel like he did. But I don't know if I could be wrong. I think he got an award for killing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's going to be a very select few of our audience who understands that. <laughs> a very select few. <laughs> Uh, and I seen him at the when they before the game when they did like the hundred best players. When I seen him, I made the same joke then. <laughs> Just about the same reaction. <laughs> That's fine. So, jeez, man, the silence is gonna kill you. Stop it. Um, but yeah. So, other than the Super Bowl, there's been. It seems like 2020 is already starting off with controversies. Um. One that we mentioned kind of as a teaser at the end of our last episode was Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders. Um, so why don't you go into uh, a little bit, or I can, it doesn't matter to me, just about what happened, what your thoughts are on it. We'll kind of go over that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, essentially what I know and what I was was listening, because I listened to Joe Rogan, um, one, of the, one of his, I don't know who it was, but they asked him who he would vote for. And he said... Uh, if he could, if he vote, he didn't say that he would vote for Bernie Sanders, but he said that he's kind of leaning that way. And you would never think that that would actually get so much attention. I know it's a popular podcast, but it got a lot of attention to where all these people from the left were hating on Bernie now because he was he he and he was endorsed by Joe Rogan because mm-hmm. Joe Rogan had made comments right about like a 
trans fighter, mm-hmm. I believe. And he has a, a he has an opinion on that. I mean, he's he's the most he's he leans left, it seems like, but he he doesn't have like any favorites. Joe so it's yeah. yeah. He kind of strikes me as he's because I'm kind of like that too. Uh, but the opposite, like I, you know, I, I lean more conservative, but I do have like libertarian sides to me where it's like, I'm part of me. is just like, yeah, I don't care what you do. You don't care what I do. Who cares um, on certain topics? But yeah, he, he's kind of, he floats that line. He's not really associated with one party or another. And I think that the problem that the left had was that they, you know, that they thought that Bernie was touting off that Joe had endorsed him, which I don't know if he did or not. I, I don't remember if like he tweeted he or tweet- did something. Yeah. I yeah. think he tweeted it. Like who wouldn't like he needs as much help as he can. And <laughs> Joe Rogan's uh I mean he's huge in the podcast world. Yeah. And so. what's funny too is I so even though I tend to find myself more along conservative uh you know, beliefs and more towards Republicans and things like that over Democrats. Uh, I still watch stuff on both parties. So like his podcast with Bernie Sanders, I watched that whole thing. Um, And what's funny is talking about Bernie posting and and tweeting about this is I'm pretty sure in the podcast, Bernie said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, he said something along the lines of like, we need a president who's actually going to do stuff and not just tweet about things. And then that, he gets endorsed by Rogan and just goes out and tweets it. It's like, okay, well, you successfully kind of shot yourself in the foot, sir. Great uh-huh. job. And I think that that's, yeah. Yeah. So left was freaking out. People on the right, you know, kind of had an opinion on it. And Rogan's got a great following. He's, he's got loyal fans. Me and you both like him. We both listen to him. Um, you know, I think he's kind of a I, – I, th- I think he's a very intellectual guy in the way that he talks, thinks, speaks. Um, but, boy, the media did not like that interaction on both sides. They didn't like Joe saying who he was going to vote for. They didn't like Bernie, you know, touting off that Joe said that he might vote for him. Uh they they had a fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it yeah it it's kind of mind blowing that he would vote that way. Just us being a little bit more conservative, you know. I listen to him, and I always like all the topics that he do, he talks about, all the the way he makes money, capitalism. You know what I mean? Like all that mm-hmm. is more conservative. Mm-hmm. And then when you got someone like that that says they like someone from the left that's completely opposite of what he actually does and what how he makes money and how he goes mm-hmm. about his life it just it, it makes you like scratch your head like what the heck that's like that's where the right was kind of like more like annoyed like and confused like why like it doesn't make sense and the left they just always have to find something to be mad about right they have to oh he said this about this person so now you're yeah. bad bernie now you're trying to be more like them and it's and yeah, the, now you're just gonna tear apart your whole party. <laughs> did you even hear his statement? By the way, that they that they said because it came out that Joe was they said that he was homophobic, transphobic, racist, and just like a ton of things, which is not true. I mean, I don't know the guy personally, but with thirteen, you know, 
1350 podcast or whatever he's got. Um, he, he even said, and I sent you the clip where he was talking to, I forget who it was, uh, but he was talking to a guest and he's like, you know, I've done 1400 podcasts, a good percentage of them high and drunk. He goes, yeah, I'm going to say stupid things. But his point about the trans fighter, which I actually agree with, uh, was that he had basically said that the person, there was a person who was a male who had transitioned to a female and was a fighter and were like breaking all sorts of records and like breaking biological women's faces like in these fights and was just, you know, kind of a, a BA fighter. Um, well, what his problem was, was that that she had never disclosed that she had transitioned and it came out later. You know, he said it would be a totally different thing if she would have just said, hey, I, I transitioned just so you know, like this is the, the state of things. But because she tried to hide that and then, you know, abuse some of the more physical traits that, that you get from being a biological man over, you know, a biological female. That's what the shady part was. I mean, he didn't say anything about, about him being against transphobic or transphobics, about him being against transgendered people or anything, but everybody, you know, (laughs) we live in an age where you can almost make eye contact with somebody and they get offended over it, you know? It's mm-hmm. just, it's astonishing to me. And that's why I don't have social media anymore because I don't, I just, I, I don't agree with that. I don't see why people are so sensitive. And, and you know what? Even if he was, even if he was against them, he's entitled to his own opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you to tell him what he can or can't think? And that's where my problem is, is that, and I think I've said it before, even on this podcast, I, you know, a big part of my philosophy is I know everybody has an opinion, but I don't think that everybody needs to share it just because you have one doesn't mean you need to share it. Now, Rogan and us, you know, being podcast hosts and yes, I'm putting us on the same level as Joe Rogan in about three years. Um, he's actually, he emailed us, right? Not too long ago saying, Hey, you want to come on JRE? And we said, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, we'll let you know about that upcoming, guys. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, people on these platforms, the whole point of it is to share your opinion. But just, like, I don't know. Everybody gets so bent out of shape over he said, she said stuff. And talking about, you know, like, the did I just go Canadian there for a second? Did I say about weird? <laughs> I don't know. If I've ever listened back, it probably does. But, no, I didn't, I didn't notice it. I thought I just said talking about... You probably did. I mean, you're close enough to Canada now, so I mean, okay. I mean, we, we're <laughs> so I. Real quick side story, I, uh, I, in my job, I see people from all across the U.S. I talk to people from all across the U.S. I'm actually pretty good at impersonations and impressions for the most part. I'm not, you know, I'm not anybody amazing, but I'm decent. And there's this lady that called the other day. She was from New York. And, uh, man, talk about trying to, like, do the most politically correct thing. Like, I was I was biting my tongue and trying not to, like, mimic her. And it wasn't, like, in a bad way. I just, like, if I hear an accent, like, I kind of just naturally say it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And uh, yeah, so she's talking and all I'm wanting to say is, yeah, my coffee's out in the car. I got to go get it. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't do this. No, stop. Um, But going back to everybody freaking out over stuff, the reason and part of the reason why the left freaked out so much about this is isn't don't they have like there's like 11 Democratic nominees, right, for the presidential campaign? Is there that many still? I haven't been. I think so much, but. I think there's only like, there's like 11. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but there's only like maybe five serious ones. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that there's still 11 in it right now. And then three Republicans, three Republicans Mm-hmm. in the 2020. How, how would there be any Republicans in the 2020 race? What do you mean? Because isn't that because since Trump is the president and Republican Party, he's automatically the candidate for the presidential the twenty twenty reelection, right? He is I didn't a, know that they had like uh they had Republicans also in there. Yeah. Yeah, he's a candidate, but there's other Republicans. So I didn't know that. That's news. That's I had no I always thought that for your your for your second term, you're part of that party and if you're deciding to go for your second term that you automatically are that candidate for the Republican Party. And then you that was the then Democrats were trying to Well and then yeah, and then the Democrats are fighting over for that other spot. That's no. how I always thought it was, and that's made sense to me. But what Republicans are in there? I don't even I haven't even heard anything about it. There are two old white guys. One was oh man, if I could look it up, I'd tell you. And I'm actually kind of shocked that I don't. One was, I think, like another billionaire. Um and then another guy was a former congressman and maybe senator um man i can picture both of their faces they're both older white guys um they both have short names i just can't think of it hmm. i haven't even like do, do they have like I, any like debates at all like are they doing anything you know i don't i don't know i haven't followed them too terribly close but one of them's like anti-trump one of them's like totally against him. Like, yeah, we need to get this guy out of office because this guy, you know, can't hold up his under the bargain. Which, I mean, geez, I could have a whole podcast over stuff that he's actually done that people mm-hmm. don't realize. Um, but yeah, it, so one of them's like an anti-Trump guy. The other one, I think, the other guy, I think, was in favor of Trump. But now he's running against them. So I think one's friendly to him, one's not. Uh, and they both have short names. It's like Mike Pence, right? It's, it's something where it's like a five-letter name and a five-letter name. Uh, I just can't think of them. Huh. But yeah, so there's like, there, I think last I heard or last I read, I'm pretty sure that there's 11 Democratic and three Republicans still in the race. Didn't The Rock say he was going to run? Do you remember hearing about that? I think I like some like social media thing, but that was just for attention or just to see some reactions. And everybody freaking jumped. Too. Well, I, I think I seen on an interview with him for like one of his movies, like, you know, maybe Jumanji 2 or something. Uh, somebody had asked him about like, hey, are you still taking this, you know, serious running? And uh, he said, yeah, and he said that he had, like, meetings with somebody over, like, foreign policies or something. Uh, And it seemed genuine. It didn't seem like he was pulling, you know, our leg or anything. But I remember The Rock saying that. 
but kind of going back to this Joe Rogan podcast thing, because I find this fascinating. I one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about his podcast with Bernie Sanders. And I know right now you're like, what in the hell is he going to say? <laughs> but one of the things that I really enjoyed about his podcast with Bernie is the ability for them to have more airtime to actually touch on some of these subjects. When you're in a debate and you're allotted, you know, 30 seconds to explain how in the heck you're going to change healthcare, right? That's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. So I did appreciate that. I thought that that was, I learned more about Bernie during that interview than I have through articles and, and other clips and debates and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciated that. So I, I think that, I mean, Joe Rogan's a great host. Have him bring on all the candidates, dude. I'd listen to every single one of them. Yeah. And did you hear what he said? You obviously heard, I mean, you, you sent me the video. He said that he's actually going to try to avoid that. For yeah. Now he on. said he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> I liked well yeah. I think and I think that he doesn't want to do it just because he you know he kicked the can by saying who he was going to vote for mm-hmm. if he yeah. did not say that I bet you he would have other other you know people on Yeah I would love like I would love the time if like Trump would go on a show could you imagine <laughs> like that'd be great it it would be I think that would get It's going to be huge because just having that much time to explain things like it really uh-huh. te- it shows a lot. It tells a lot, and people can learn a lot from it and realize like what's legit. And with the media, you don't know what's legit anymore. So, and you don't have enough time to actually have a conversation with someone that isn't already mm-hmm. rigged. Like if even if you see like com- like TV interviews, a lot of that stuff is already pre-questioned, pre-answered. Like they already have everything like planned out. What they're going to say, what they're going to ask, and that's it. Oh yeah, they're coached. Yeah, and that's like any celebrity. You know, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Go to Disney World. You know, mm-hmm. they, they get coached on what to say specifically. Um, but, yeah, it's – so that's one thing that I really did appreciate. I, and I don't know. Have you seen the, the podcast with Bernie or no? Mm-hmm. Just bits yeah, and no, I listen, no, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, was, so yeah. – Yeah, that's just – I don't know. I appreciated that. Do you? I mean, I know that we're talking about this and you, you start, you're saying that, yeah, you did – I yeah, just uh, I like yeah I liked I was interesting. Um, I still didn't. My opinion still hasn't changed. Um, it uh, never. It just a lot of the stuff I just it, I just don't see possible. And I don't know. I, mm. I just I still don't agree, and I don't think the things that he says are smart or like. Bernie. I understand where he's coming from, but it's just yeah, Bernie Sanders, not Joe. Joe, I mean, he kind of just goes along with it, but. Yeah. Yeah. And he even said, yeah. he goes, listen, I'm not smart. <laughs> he goes, yeah. he goes, don't <laughs> listen to what I have to say to decide yeah. who is the president. He goes, I don't know. Trump might be better. Yeah. Trump might be good for the country. And he goes, I have no idea. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. I mean, that's how every celebrity, anyone like that who isn't. And same with, I guess with us as well. Like I have an opinion. I'll share it, but I'm not going to say shame on you for thinking what you think. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we touched on this at the end of our last podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, I said over and above all else, I don't care what people vote. I just want them to be educated and and not just limited education. 
you know, we've already went over that we're both fairly conservative for the most part. There is issues that I am more democratic leaning or, you know, leaning more towards the democratic side on, but, um, but a majority of them, I, I tend to be, you know, pretty conservative. And even at the last podcast, I was like, Hey, I just want you guys to be educated. And me and you both watching a Bernie Sanders podcast, you know, proves that we're, you know, maybe if not even willing to listen to other people, but kind of open-minded, you know, and it's, that's a big thing. You need to know all of the candidates. I don't care what side you vote, just be educated. I'm not going to tell you what to vote. You know, you don't tell me what to vote. If you want to explain to me why you like, you know, a certain candidate, I'll listen. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's the people who's like, man, shame on you for liking Hillary. Shame on you for liking Trump. You all should die in a house fire. It's like, man, <laughs> this got this escalated very quickly. Yeah, it, it it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's I don't understand it half the time. It's it's just crazy how it is. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you who you choose after you just said that, and that's why I was kind of laughing because you said, "Don't tell me who to." Um, who I choose I am, for what? I mean, I'm gonna ask you because. If you had to pick one of the Democrats that are in the running right now, who would you pick? Oh, man. What do you think is the best one? Out of the Democrats? I don't know. I, I, I see this is where, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel educated enough in the 11 of them to, to competently say what I should. I know that there's like one guy that I absolutely am, am totally against, and it's. Oh man, I I don't want to say that. I forget what his name is, but it's like something Yang. Oh yeah, Andrew Yang. Is it Andrew? Yeah, and he's like the tech guy who's like his whole big thing is, uh, oh geez, I just lost it. But he's real big into like tech and robotics and stuff, and like his his big like sell. I forget what it was. Is is so stupid to me, and I forget. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, he's the guy. I think he said what everyone, every house, every person in America yes, should get a thousand dollars. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, he's 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 for everybody in America having making a thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. therefore turning us into a communist society. Right? Exactly. It's like, man, how stupid! How and how yeah. is he still even in this right now? You want to know how he's in it? talk to people on the streets and you tell me if there's, if they are willing to say, no, it's not smart to get a thousand dollars free money every month. Like they're instantly thinking to themselves like, heck yeah. Like, of course I would love to have a thousand dollars extra a month, but that's just not how it works. Well, his, his pit was his pitch just a thousand extra a month. I thought his pitch was like everybody's salary should be a thousand. No, I think it was, he was saying everybody should make, the same amount of money no i don't i no i don't think it was that severe i think it was like you know how these a lot of people live off the government and mm-hmm. they get all these government funds because they can't work or something it's just hard a lot of people make minimum wage jobs his solution was and i could be wrong i i, I could be just i have an idea of it because i actually he was on joe rogan too i don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever watched this mm-hmm. that one but i did and uh he Essentially, he says like big companies like Amazon, stuff like that. They don't even play. They don't even pay like taxes. They mm-hmm. they somehow get out of the out of it where they don't even pay taxes or anything. It's it's or like at the end of the year, something crazy, where they're like profit profit 
profiting like a huge amount where all, everyone else is paying all these taxes and it, it, there's a whole thing they had to get into, but he made it seem like these companies like that should be in charge. It should, they, they sh- we should be taking money from them to get this money. And, it, and I'm, a, I'm thinking it's a thousand dollars every month, just in general to be here. Just, mm. that's just what everyone gets on top of what you're already doing. Obviously, you know, See, he's one of the guys that, if you can't tell, I turned off to because mm-hmm. I, I, I swear, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to go back and, and read more into him now after the podcast. But I did listen to his podcast with Joe. It was just a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought from what I gathered that he was saying that everybody's salary should be a 1000 a month. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're crazy. You are absolutely crazy. The the American dream that's promoted to everybody about America, right? Like, come here, start up your own business. You can do whatever you want. That takes that completely away if everybody makes the exact same amount of money. That's a communist society. Yeah. That's going towards socialism and not capitalism. And that's just not how we were founded. That It shouldn't go that way. I hope it never does. But... Nah, not as long as we get to choose. It won't go that way. Yeah, it's, but he was one that I've written off for sure. For the head of the Democratic yeah, and Party. Honestly, I think I would look into that again because um I don't think I don't think it was that. It wasn't it was stupid still, <laughs> but it wasn't I don't think it was that bad. And a lot of the stuff he's actually like I actually kinda liked I would never pick him. I'll, I'll tell you who I would after we get done talking about it with here about what you would choose. But uh, I actually liked him a little bit. Like he was like, he, he looked at, he was like a businessman. That's who he is. He's kind of like a businessman. That's a Democrat, which is kind of rare. And, <laughs> and Democrats working. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Making money off capitalism. That's the biggest right. thing. Yeah, and they're against it. Exactly. So, that's what was weird. That's why I'm like, this is interesting. I want to hear what this guy has to say. And he had some good thoughts and ideas, but they're not, it, they're just a little bit too much. Like, it's just, it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. I, yeah. But so, so, so who is, who's your pick? Because I, I don't know if I feel confident enough to say it. But, well, I could say it for you. I think that you would be hitting, you'd be flirting more with uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie's he he's out of the Democratic Party. He's probably one of three that I I could get behind. Uh-huh. He's one of maybe three, but it it depends. Um, the one lady from Hawaii is interesting. <laughs> yeah, Tulsa uh, Gabbard. Yeah, Gabbard. She's interesting to me she might be one uh yeah i i don't know yet i'd have to because then there's that one guy who was like real close friends with obama joe uh, biden no <laughs> no the, no the african-american guy who's uh, running. yeah it looks uh, like his name, it says patrick so i don't know what his first name is oh yeah yeah pa- um oh my goodness dude i cannot think of anything right now on this podcast this is like writer's block but with podcasts I, I just can't think of any names. But yeah, him, uh, I don't really care for him. Um, Biden, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's only... Yeah, I, I would 100% confidently would say I would rather have Tulsi Gabbard out of any of the other Democrats. The reason being is I, I look at her as more conservative 
Like, she's a sneaky conservative to me. <laughs> like, if if you, you did you listen to her on Joe Rogan? No, nope. she was. That's the most recent one. His his most recent candidate presidential candidate was Tulsi Gabbard, and it, it was actually her and uh, Jocko. All three oh, of okay. them were talking. Hmm. So it was interesting, and, and Jocko is more conservative, you can tell. Right. He, he wasn't saying it a whole lot, but he is. And they were talking about Trump, and they were saying good things about him. And they were talking, and she was not bashing him. She was kind of going like, yeah, you know, he just does this. like Almost like she kind of agrees with how he is. She just doesn't like who he is. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, if I'm going to have any of these Democrats, I have one who is tends to lean, like, agrees with some conservatives, you know, or like just not is one that's not, totally against it. Yeah. Or it's just not guns blazing anti. Yeah. Anti and that's usually anything. what it is. It's usually, yeah. And that's, that's how most of them are. It's just completely it's usually, opposite. But that's usually also the same for us as well. For, for Republican nominees, a lot of times they tend to be like, it, totally like don't see eye to eye on any issues with Democrats. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that there needs to just be more of a mid, you know, more of like a mix and and sharing of ideas and stuff. And um, yeah, she she's interesting to me. She's she's definitely one that I'm going to keep my eye on. I think that she could make a pretty good run. I think honestly, and I don't I hate giving advice to the left <laughs> because I just I I just don't want to. But if they were smart, they would come together and obvious I would say they'd come together and choose her to be the person because I think she has the best chance of beating out Trump. I don't think she will. I don't think any of them will, but she has a, the better chance. I Bernie Sanders will just yell and mumble things <laughs> and Joe Biden will fall asleep. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think uh, any. There's no one else. Didn't didn't Biden advise against like Obama going after Bin Laden, right? I don't even. Yeah, I don't even remember. Did he? I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this, Mr. President? Like, we should be careful about this." And then, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was him. And then, you know, obviously we know the result of that. Um, but yeah, Bi- Biden to me, man, he's. I guess he's in the race. He, yeah, he's I mean, in it. He's he's, in it, he's the old fashioned Democrat. He really is. I mean, if you if you yeah. like the Democratic Party and you like how it's traditionally always been, then you like Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Like it's just he he's he's he he's just, so bland he can't do me. it. Well, he can't. Yeah, he can't. He barely. Hit, I think his. Don't remember his eyes started bleeding in one of the um, interviews. Oh, yeah. Like just the dude's about to croak. Like. Oh, how geez. is he going to handle being a president? Like, it's just not going to work. He just can't. Well, he just doesn't have what it takes. I also um, remember people. They did say that about both Hillary and Trump too, because they're you know older candidates. I get it, but look at Trump. He looks like he's gotten younger ever since he's been in there. <laughs> His hair, man. I don't know what it is. It keeps he's getting got a brighter. Tan. He's like, I don't know what he's doing, but. <laughs> I think the guy's on like some like drugs because he has way too much energy for his age. You know, I've never thought about that, but now that you brought that up, he does, doesn't he? He's mm-hmm. like, he's like at Richard Simmons level of energy at, at, at his age, which is 
man, I hope, I hope when I'm in my seventies, I can just move. Right. Like I hope mm-hmm. I can walk, let alone like be calling people out. And <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> moving up and down, doing all the stuff that he gets to do. Yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting race. I will be interested to see who the candidates that stay end up being. Um, I can totally see Gabbard and Sanders being end game, you know, uh, Democrats that are going to stick with it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I Biden. I don't think so. Uh, I'm hmm. fairly certain. Yang, fairly certain. Patrick's fairly certain. They're not going to make it in um, or stay because, you know, it, it costs so much money to, to do this. Uh, but who's the Bloomberg? He's another one. Yeah, he's a businessman too, isn't he? Yeah, he's a billionaire. Yep. Yeah. And no, that's what's funny is these billionaire billionaires that are running and doing this. They're and, against, and they're, against they're claiming to be against it, but yet they're living it. So how are you going to get the people on your side that don't like billionaires really, and they think they're getting screwed by them, to vote for you when you are one of them? That's just not going to work. Right. Well, and then the appeal too of like, Yeah, I I don't know, because you hear people like Bernie, who has his points about having money. Why are you laughing? I'm just waiting. Because we (laughs) talked about this. Well, I have I I don't know if we even talked about this, but I've had my thoughts about something to do with Bernie. So I want to hear what you say. Well, we we did talk about this not too long ago, but Bernie, who, you know, on on the podcast, when Joe was like, well, how are you going to pay for this healthcare in this college that, you know, you're saying is free. And he's like, well, we're going to tax the billionaires. We're going to tax, you know, uh, we're going to put a tax on, um, on stocks and stuff. So when they're being traded, it's going to be a percentage of a tax, but it's going to raise this much money. So Democrats, you know, raising money and, and penalizing billionaires. And yet here's Bloomberg. Who's like, hi guys, remember me? I'm a, I'm a billionaire here. I will also do something about taxes. Not sure if I'm going to do anything against myself, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, that's not even what I was going to say because, yeah, I had my opinions of we can get into this for way too long if we keep going with it. And we'll keep talking <laughs> about these in other podcasts where things will come up and we'll get our opinions and see what it is. But, yeah, I had my thoughts of taxing the billionaires how much that would affect the lower class, but – that's a lot to talk about. But what I was going to say is with Bernie, I thought you were going to go off somewhere else, but when he first was, was running, say? well, this is what, when he first was running, he was always saying he lives, he does, he's not rich. He's, he doesn't oh, yeah. have money. He's this, we shame <laughs> on these millionaires, shame on these people. And then he, right, he loses, he gets, he has a book. He's, it's like one of the top selling books and he becomes a millionaire off capitalism which he hates and says he hates mm-hmm. and then add the next his next thing all these billionaires because now he's a millionaire right 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 well and two you know it's like so so that happens you make a lot of money if somebody's fundamentally against capitalism which is how he promotes himself kind of mm-hmm. uh why don't you uh, why don't you go back and return all those profits why don't you put those mm-hmm. into charity? You know what? Why don't you pay some medical bills since everything's going to be free, Bernie? Why don't you put that back into that? Mm-hmm. See how that works. Yeah, see if he wants to continue to keep <laughs> right. going. You want to keep but... writing books? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Political. same with oh, same with age. Like Joe Biden, yeah, remember how we said I don't think he'd be able to cut it out. Look at Bernie. Didn't he just have like a stroke or a heart attack or something like that? Like not too uh, long ago? I I remember hearing about it, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, I know it's similar along those lines of where it's like, Whoa, that's like scary. It has something to do with his heart. I'm like, yeah. geez, like he how is he gonna be able to handle that? <laughs> like that's a lot well, of now, pressure. Now, now that he's a millionaire, he can afford surgery on it you know like, because he's got money now yeah and you can get surgery on it but you're still always going to have some type of problems and yeah. like have you ever seen you've seen uh what is it called what is it the green room is that, what do they call it where they're the president is in there with like all the top military people watching like the assassinations of like the terrorists yeah. like yeah, they're yeah. watching it go so could you imagine him like one of them that that much stress <laughs> you know how much how stressful that'd be watching live people you're American yeah. soldiers going in there and trying to take out one of the top killing terrorists. Like my heart would be racing and you got yeah. Trump in there just looking calm. I can't imagine any of these other guys. Like that's so much yeah. stress, man. Oh to yeah. Even call that, make that, you made that call. And if yeah. it goes wrong, it's your fault. Yep. And if it goes right, it's your hero, enti- but it's not entirely on you as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, if it goes right, it's like, well, that's just what you should have done. Mm-hmm. You don't. But if really it goes wrong, it's all you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's just how that's just how politics work, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's. I love the country that we live in. I do. My wife and I, we just got into a conversation about this, about like what our what our financial goals are, and you know, we want to have a house. She said in the Caribbean, which I would like to as well. But I, I told her, I said, hey, if we want a house that's in a beautiful area. How about Hawaii? Let's compromise and say Hawaii because I would still like to vote in American politics. I still want to be a part of this. I like the idea that we all have a voice as much as people want to say that elections are rigged and, uh, you know, ballots get lost all the time and things like that. At least we can vote and at least we can enact change. And thank God that we can own guns, right? You know, worst case scenario, if our government turns on us and if, you know, we have to stand up for ourselves. At least we're one of the places that are able to, mm-hmm. you know, for, for having these rights and stuff. And so, yeah, uh, politics, th- that could be the whole rest of our show. Maybe we'll just, I mean, with our name, Declamation of Independence, you should have known by now, listeners, that something would be brought up eventually. And I'm, I'm pretty sure in the first podcast, we even said, like, hey, we're going to ease into politics. Um mm-hmm. But when something like that happens, you know, as big as Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders and everybody, you know, talking about it, of course we are. Yeah. And not to mention, I think this week, I don't know the dates. I need to keep up on it a little bit better. But I'm almost positive the this, the impeachment trials, right? I think mm-hmm. they're dropping it. It should be this week. Soon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, it's, Soon. And, and it's almost for sure that it's just going to be dropped. Mm. Um obviously technically he was impeached right because the house impeached him but not they can't take him out of office so it's a it's a weird situation but uh yeah that's so that's all this week too so that's some that's some big stuff to talk about once all that happens and kind of get our get our thoughts with it once it actually goes on and whatever comes, comes out of it but uh i know i wanted to talk to i i was we were talking about the uh that transgender fighter. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up something at the time, but I didn't have the chance to. So you, you think the only bad thing about that was 
was that she was that she never or he the trans the it, trans it was it was a man transitioning into a woman right yes so the trans woman or trans I, that's the thing I don't even know right what what's <laughs> but, politically correct yeah, exactly she, even if I'm not trying to be offensive I still don't know but she uh, is politically yeah. correct <clears throat> so she never said that she was. Yeah, um, it was never disclosed that that she was a transitioned okay. female. All right. Um, so she was pretty much just saying she's a female, but she never said that she was a man once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's where that was shady. And but even to me, even if she did do that, it's still wrong. Like, I mean, I I understand oh, yeah. if you, I understand if you, I understand there's something going on where someone thinks that they're. I'm, I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm a woman. That's who I want to be. That's who I am. That's good for you. I'm not going to judge you. I don't agree with it, however, but that's you. I don't mm-hmm. think that you should take it to a level of playing in the opposite sport, like the opposite sex sport. Like just, why don't you just enjoy being who you think you are and who you want to be and not try to, to get competitive with it where you get all these achievements from yeah, athletic or, or- achievements, really. You know, or you can you can play in the sports, but you can't break records. Or if you are breaking records, put them on even you know like they have to be trans records. You know, well, because they might as well have like a sport with just them in it. Then I don't, you know, what I mean, like yeah. it's just it just isn't it isn't it's fair. Yeah, at and all. the the only th- or going back to my statement on that, it wasn't just that she was shady on how it happened that that I disagreed with. I mm-hmm. personally think, and I don't, I mean, there's just, there's no arguing that men are born biologically different than women. I mean, that that's just the way it is. We know this. All right. Case in point, men have a penis. Women don't, right? Mm-hmm. Men, men traditionally have larger muscles, larger bodies. They're, we're just built differently. We have different chemicals in our body and a lot of them are more conducive to sports and physical activities. That's why we're traditionally more athletic and better in certain categories, just like women are in other things as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, it wasn't just that she was being shady and didn't want to disclose it. I also don't think that that's fair whatsoever. I, I, I think that, and I'm not saying that they can't compete in sports because that's, you know, I, I, you know, trans they can compete in whatever they want. I just don't think it's fair to have them and allow them to break records that biological females had. I think if they're going to do it and, you know, do it to receive money and make a name for themselves, there should be kind of like a third category with third, you know, with other records. Cause it's just, I don't think it's fair. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, I think if a guy is transitioning into a woman, then if he wants, if if she then wants to compete, then she needs to compete with the men. Oh, really? Even after the transition? Yeah, I because it's still it's just not fair for the women. It's not fair for you. Look at it. Put it this way: like you have a daughter that's been training all her life for this sport, and has been focused on it. That's like her dream. Next thing you know, some guy that is transitioned into a woman is a lot stronger and can be a lot better beats her. You know how mm-hmm. defeating that is, you know, how awful that is for that, that um girl or that woman who has been working her whole life to be where she's at, to lose or 
get her record, could not get the record because of a guy who's transitioning. And we don't talk about the girls transitioning to the guys because they, they can't really, they won't be able to compete. Right. I don't, it's, 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 you don't ever hear that. Right. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it sounds bad, but you really have to look at it. And yeah, way. I, you know, and we can talk on that next time. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel. I don't know if I think that transitioned specifically, we'll use this case, male to female. I, I don't know if I think that they should compete against males or females. I think if I had to lean one way, it w- would be females just because I know that a lot of times during that process, you know, they, they literally inject chemicals into you and they start physically changing your body. Um, so I, I think the closest you could do would be to have them compete against females. But again, I don't think that records should be broken, mm. uh, by, by those that are not biologically of that sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just, that's just, that, that's too much for me. But speaking of too much, we have had some very long podcasts and, uh, I know that we talked about this beforehand. We wanted to keep this one kind of short so people could uh, could get back into the 45, 50-minute sort of swing. Um, so, Austin, as always, what are – well, do you have any closing thoughts, anything that you want to touch on before we do the, the ending of the podcast? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, so we now that talked you mentioned to that, Bernie – no, I, I talked. No, I actually, I talked to you in the beginning of, before we did the podcast. And I told you there's some news that I just found out about mm, um, in yes. the sports world, and I know you don't know about it. It's it's in the college sports world in the state of Michigan. Um, it has something to do with football. So, Coach D'Antonio from Michigan State stepped down. No way, really. Mm-hmm. What today? Uh, I think yeah. I I got the uh, update today on my phone. Interesting. Yeah, he uh, he stepped down. I did not hear about that yet. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, I, I figured you'd have like a because we've been talking about how I've wanting that. I've been wanting that a lot of the Spartan fans have like it's right. time for a change, and he never did. Like he just stayed and said he was going to be here next year. But yeah, he just stepped down. I have to read about it more. But yeah, I, I thought that was. So it seems like you're excited about it. That, oh yeah it's 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 a it's a it's sad time. it's sad because he did so great for us right i mean mm-hmm. we went to the rose bowl we went to the college football playoffs with him we won the cotton bowl we've done a lot of great things but the past mm-hmm. three years have just been subpar right it's been yeah. not what we expect we set the expectations high after all those good years you can't mm-hmm. bring us back down so yeah, we're all ready for a change. So I am excited to see who is gonna take that coaching job. You know, my uh, fingers are crossed for uh, John Harbaugh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe by our next podcast, they might. I doubt it, but they might. It, have yeah, it'll be a hired. process. Yeah, um, it'll be a process. Yeah, I did not hear about that. So after we get done, I'll have to go and look at this, uh, look this up, and see a little bit more of the circumstances surrounding it. Um. But so going back to Austin, as always, what are what are some of the sites that people can reach us at? What are where can they find us? Just about any major uh, podcast, wherever you find them. It's uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Breaker app, 
um, Radio Public, um, and that there's a few other ones. And if there's other ones that you like to use, just email us and we'll try to submit our podcast there as well. But yeah, just all the major podcast net, um, networks, we, uh, we are on there. We're getting our stuff out there so you guys can enjoy. And just as a reminder, that email address is declamationofindependence at gmail.com. Um, but until then, next time, we will talk to you guys over probably something new that comes up. Uh, and until then, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time.